All right, guys, we are back. <clears throat> Want to thank Kyle Keen again for spending some time with us. Awesome, awesome dude, doing some great things in the 358 division, working his way up through. We're gonna bring another man working his way up through from 358s now to 410s. Uh, another another posse guy, Mr. Brett Strickler. Welcome on in, Brett. How you doing? Good. How you guys doing? We're doing great. We are very great. <laughs> so, uh, pretty six, crazy year, I would say. I mean, you we made the jump from 358 to 410s. You want to talk about your year a little bit? Uh, I mean, it was it is what it is. I mean, it wasn't anything special. It's definitely not how we planned it to go by any means. But, um, you know, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of positive takeaways from our year. And, you know, unfortunately, there's some stuff that we can improve on. Um, but I mean, I mean, going forward, it was definitely, uh, I'd rather have had a year like this in a transition year than, than say next year going out in my first 410 season and just, you know, looking like a complete fool. So, um, it's, it's a learning curve and, and, and it's probably a good time it happened when it did. So tell us a little bit about your background. So <clears throat> this year has been, uh, <laughs> old Bill Rocky <laughs> chiming in our buddy, Billy, I love that guy, man. He's just such a happy guy, you know? Um, so you, you have a lot going on, right? You got two cars, 410. You drove someone else's 358 this year. Uh, you know, you've won some races. But let's go back a little bit further. And what's what's the history with the family here? Just sort of like Kyle, your dad was into this a little bit or, or more than a little bit. But kind of go back to that a little bit and how, how this became a family family affair. Uh, well, my uh, my dad and grandpa growing up, uh, basically we're in anything with a motor. Um, they actually started out drag racing snowmobiles for years. And then in 2000, 2001, I believe it was, my dad took a leap of faith into a, uh, micro sprint, you know, obviously, you know, rest in peace, trailway speedway, but that's kind of where it all started. Um, he, uh, kind of went in there by himself and within, I think it was in the first three races or so he ended up flipping and, you know, my grandpa kind of stepped in and, 2001 is kind of where the dirt scenes 2001 or 2002 one or the other my dad will probably come down here and yell at me for getting it wrong but uh somewhere in that in that time frame we got it we got it started in in dirt racing and um you know i just growing up i was around it we had uh we had we used to have the my dad used to have the workshop yamaha polaris down in uh hellum which is now Don's, and that's kind of where the micros were always were for for years and then eventually built a shop out back and it kind of just transitioned to home so it, my, i was gradually more and more hands-on as time went on um and eventually got my own opportunity in uh fall of 2015 we got a micro sprint out that uh dad made the jump to a full-size car and i believe 2010 2011 but we never got rid of our old stallard micro uh so we put a thousand motor into that and ran it for the last i don't know last portion of the year is my freshman year of college um not I really like micros. I wish they had a bigger following around here, but I ended up blowing two motors in the five races I ran in a micro. And that was not any of our fault. We ended up finding a fuel issue and, and it just didn't work out. But, um, then the next year or two, I, I kind of irked my dad and, and pushed him out of the seat a little bit. And, you know, here we are now, now, instead of one strickler, you got both boys running. So, um, it's, it's just been, it takes time, you know, it's not something that happens overnight. So what's it like working with these two cars? You, you and your brother kind of, and dad all, 
you know, triple team these two cars or do you kind of separate it a little bit? And, and how, how does that work with the shop throughout the week when, let's say when you're both in 358 division, I know it's a little bit different now in a sense, but how did that work throughout the week? What was that dynamic like with all these parts, pieces and people? Uh, I mean, it was always one big family organization, you know, so um, Jordan, Jordan Reckett's car, we'd, we'd rob parts for mine, we'd rob Peter to pay Paul, whatever, you know, whatever we had to do. So, um, you know, some, some nights it just didn't work out, you know, like, for example, this year, I ended up losing a motor uh, in May, it was kind of a, kind of a devastating blow to my year, and then turned out to be kind of my saving grace come July. But, you know, it, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. So uh, we, we would just kind of hammer out our own deal. Um, both of us kind of maintain our own program. We do our all our own maintenance with a little bit of dad's help here and there. Um, and then come to the racetrack. You know, my, my big thing is that I want to drive. Uh, I want to focus on driving. I think you see a lot of guys get too involved in being um, hands-on and trying to drive. It's a lot mentally going on. Uh, it, it's I seem to have better nights or I seem to be more relaxed at the racetrack when I'm focused on going out there and just driving so i i we put a lot of uh we, jordan and i both put a lot of weight on my dad's shoulders in, in that aspect when he throws you know turn here tires here this stagger you know fuel this and that um and he handles it all pretty well but it, it it's definitely a lot thrown at him but it makes us better so you know throughout the the, the year walk through the pits and i see you guys and i'll stop and see kyle and i'll stop and see you guys see how it's going and you know you guys typically have a lot of help and a lot of people i mean you got you know you got the food cooking back there we got we got moms and spouses and you know and crew and how hard has it been over the years to keep consistent crew folks helping you out has that been a challenge for you has that been you know not too much of an issue because I, I mean you see up and down pit road sometimes it, it there's some teams that that have one, two, maybe a third person. And then there's teams that, you know, that have, that have a lot. You guys seem to be blessed with good help at the racetrack most nights. How, how's that been to manage over the years? Uh, we've, uh, we've pretty much had the same guys kind of start to finish. I mean, even when my dad got started in micros, um, you know, I mean, it's weird to say it's been 20 years, but, you know, we kind of relatively have the same guys. I mean, some guys have gotten older. Some guys have chosen to do some different things. But, like, for prime example, Matt Flickinger, um, good family friend of ours, he's always at the racetrack every weekend. He's taken, he's taken, you know, his Saturday nights to come hang out with us when he could be, you know, with his significant other, or, you know. Um, and I think in, in, in turn as well, as Jordan and I have gotten older, we've also – you know, we've learned a lot more, so we're capable of doing a lot more. So like, not to say that, like, I don't go to the track and I don't do anything. That's not true. You know, it, it's nice to step aside and let other guys do it. But like, we also are pretty hands on. And, you know, I'm to the age now where a lot of this is coming, you know, from me, like my dad did it for years, where it's all coming out of his pocket, you know, God bless my mother, she was always there helping us as well. Um, but it, it's, it takes its toll on your mind when you're when you got to drive with one hand on the wheel, one hand on the wallet, as opposed to, you know, some of these bigger teams that are, are, are not like that. And they pay guys to come work on their cars or, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, we're a little family organization, family deal. So in, in terms of the guys that come to the track, it's been the same. I mean, you'll see uh, we've picked up people over the years and they've, you know, they've become family. Like I'll give a big shout out to Zarek. Uh, I don't, I don't know if Zarek's watching the night, but he's, uh, he's Matt's woman's son. And, uh, you know, he, he's come in and he's been a giant help to us. He's been nothing but wanting to learn. So we got, we got enough hands in the pot that I think we make it work and it's not to the point where it's too much. So, um, 
I think we're doing, I think we're doing just well by ourselves. Um, you know, and, 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 and I mentioned guys that like decide to take time away or step away. Like, uh, Barry Mann's gotten older. Um, Chad, Chad had his own, um, his own history and stuff like that. Chad's, uh, Matt's older brother. He's decided to take a little time, more time away from racing. He, he comes when he can, but you know, he's got other things on his mind, other priorities, stuff like that. So, um, we have the same four five, six guys that are, you know, there every weekend, if not every other weekend. So I really can't complain. So this season was obviously a trying one um, in, a, in a lot of ways throughout the year. It turned into something cool here at the end. We'll get to in a minute. But, you know, start off the season in 358. Your brother did. Um, you know, you had the engine trouble. Your brother kind of kept going, doing his thing. And, and in the meantime, you kind of jumped into a, a little different scenario. Tell us a little bit about jumping into uh, helping out Ron Rutherford and his, and his team a little bit. So that kind of that deal was pretty cool. I actually had a good time with that. It was it was actually a very very big growing point for me. I think as a person, as a crew guy, um, in the last year or two alone, I would say I've I've dedicated a lot of time to racing, both through you know my own deal, Rutherford's deal, uh, working with Landon, and then going on the road once or twice with Landon with Shark Racing and whatnot. But um, you know that that deal was pretty cool. Ron and I, I get along pretty well. Uh, I jokingly told ron when he called me up and said hey you know like tyler's not fully ready yet he needs to run a couple practice sessions i got this car i got sponsors you know you want to come put it on the track for a couple i was like heck yeah and i jokingly told him like i don't know what it was three four years ago i i went up to mama's pizza and he was throwing the idea around of putting a team together and i was like hey man like i'll drive for you you know <laughs> just kind of jokingly like throwing yeah. it out there and and it you know come full circle and I ran three, four, five shows, whatever it was in the, uh, the 19 car. And that was, that was pretty cool, man. I, I, Tyler's got some learning to do. He's, he's grown a ton from the beginning of the year. So it was cool to be there when the car was getting built, you know, putting him on the, I went to test sessions with him. We were working with him a little bit. Um, then, you know, we went to the track and we were in a race setting. It was a little different. And, you know, he got to be in the race setting a little differently, even though he did spend a year on the road or whatever it was with, uh, Brent Marks. But, um, you know, it, now he's got his own program. It was just cool to be a part of it. So I feel like it, it, in the grand scheme of things, I grew, Tyler grew, Ron grew, you know, we all got better from that situation. Yeah. I think it shows a lot of maturity, you know, in these stories you've already told us maturity to, I worked on this car all week. And then when you get to the racetrack, be able to step away and say, yeah, I trust someone else with what's happening. That shows a lot of maturity to me. And I think, you know, we just talked to Kyle a little bit about that, that mix between, you know, the, the mental side of things and, and that plays a big part into it. Is this car going to do what I want it to do when I go on the track as a driver? After all week, I spent all this hours, all these hours on these cars. And now I'm going to get to the track and put my hands up and not, not on purpose, but say, I want to focus over here. I, I think that shows a lot of trust and maturity in those people. And that longevity certainly will go a long way to, to helping that. And then the maturity to jump in someone else's car. Yeah, it was obviously you wanted to stay behind the wheel that that mattered right and that was well, you've been the driving factor but also then to spend your time helping tyler get up to speed and show him some things and and talk to him and, and review on off track whatever the case may be i i think that shows a lot of maturity you're not an older guy by any means you're not a, a kid either but that shows a lot of maturity and i think that helps a lot and i think it shows behind the wheel like when i watch you race and from before I even knew you and watched you race to today, I think you've grown a ton and learning how to do this. So mo moving into more current here, how did this 410 thing come about, man? What, what was the opportunity? How did you get, get this and, and how did it all come together? 
Uh, it was a combination of being frustrated not racing and <laughs> knowing that it was the time that I felt I needed to make a jump. You know, if there was ever going to be a time, why not when I'm sitting here on the sidelines looking for something to do, right? So um, before that, my, my 358 blew up in May. I mean, I just came off of like two or three great runs. I went like 18th to 7th, 17th to 6th, something like that. I was doing for a couple top fives here and there. Um, and it was it was fresh in the year. I was like, okay, we might, we might be on to something this year. And then I come out, get my first decent pill draw, get in a handicap, start third or whatever it was, five laps in, motor goes kaboom, you know? So... I, I ended up with all this free time on my hands and <laughs> and I got to I got to piecing some stuff together with uh, my buddy Landon and we were we were looking at actually renting a motor. I was actually looking at finding a way to get a motor, what I needed for it, gears, fuel pump, lines, you know, XYZ. We had a whole list of stuff. Well, um it ended up not happening. It was one it was actually one of uh, Bobby Allen's old motors. It ended up just ended up not happening. Uh, a little lapped out and whatnot. So I come across, uh, I'm in like probably seven or eight different racing pages, groups online, rebuy, sell stuff. You know, I think probably every racer is. Um, but I got one that just came across my screen. I was like, you know, that's not a, that's, that's a fairly reasonable price. And the history behind it was from two guys that I've, I've like, well, Jim, Jim was originally a part of the motor in the early stages. And then it got pushed over to, to Newman's where, um, where you know Landon knew a little bit about it, and it, it, it was something I trusted getting into. It wasn't like I just got on a page, saw a motor pop up that was out of the Midwest, and I didn't know the builder, nothing like that. You know, I knew a little bit of history to it, so I was like, okay, if I can pull the funding together, which you know worked out, went up and you know picked it up, and uh, it was actually it was actually King's Royal Week. I, I found that it was the week of King's Royal because it was. Uh, we went. We ended up going out for Kings Royal, um, but that Monday or Tuesday, I made the trip, got it, came home, and I was like, I don't want to. The guy and I made a deal. You know, I wasn't gonna sit on it for a week. I was like, Hey, man, like I, I want it. Like I'm gonna come get it. I'm gonna show you that I want it. And I went up the next day, got it, brought it home, uh, and then drove out to Eldora for the week. Came back, and then over the next two weeks or so, it got mounted up. Everything got worked out, um, tuned in, and and then we ended up just going racing. So, um, I, I, I've. I think it was a good time for me personally. Uh, it was definitely a learning curve. By uh, if anybody's seen any of Jeremy's picks, you see the front end's hard to keep down. So <laughs> it's de- it's it's a new uh, new ball game. But I'm, I'm glad to be where I am, and I'm looking forward to kind of getting into the seat again this year. You know, those pictures are they make for pretty badass pictures. I got to be I'm honest. I'm pretty sure that one was photo of the week. What <laughs> one of them did make photo of the week. Now they are for great pictures, not always the fastest way, but they damn it looks cool. Um, so uh, getting to know you a little bit here in the last year or so, two years even closer. Uh, one thing that really stood out to me when you jumped in this 410 was it, it's easier to drive. And I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say it's easier to drive than a 358. Can you explain that in any kind of technical way that would make a normal idiot like our like me understand that? Well, so that doesn't make sense to me. So maybe I'm maybe I'm just weird and, and I got a couple a little bit of a little bit of experience buying a wheel of a sprint car. But when you're going from a 358 to a 410, you're obviously going up, you know, to 250 horsepower, just depending on whatever motor you got, you know, who builds it, X, Y, Z, Y, blah, blah, blah. Um, you're also cutting you know, 200 pounds out or so 100, 200 pounds out, given the, the weight differences and whatnot. So I, I felt like sometimes in 358, it was like driving a lead sled, 
um, where I kind of had to manhandle the thing. Not this. I mean, we obviously have power steering, so the car's still going to drive itself. You know, you you still got wing speed, you still got your stagger to turn the car, and all this good stuff. But when you get into 410, you know, instead of reaching the end of the straightaway at a, at, at 90 miles per hour or whatever it is, 358, you're hitting the corner at 110, 115. I mean, that's that's a lot of air on the t- on that top wing. Um, so as soon as you open up that inside wing panel, you know that car just wants to turn on its own. So maybe that's maybe that's just my my kind of thought <laughs> process. I feel like I could drive the car much more with the throttle as opposed to you know trying to manhandle it and, and throw it into the top and hope that it doesn't bounce over the curb or whatever. Um, I, I think that's just the power kind of makes it drivable. But in the same token, like I, I was hearing Kyle talk about iRacing and throttle control and stuff like that. Um, the throttle control is is much more meticulous. Like you got to be on your game in that thing, because you know if when I first got into a 410, I ran practice lap in Landon's car in the end of 2021. He was like, "Look, the big thing you're going to notice is when you come out of a corner, the car is going to sit and it's going to go just like your 358 is. But once you hit that flag stand to the end of the corner, there's a big speed difference. So you're going to be entering that corner at a much faster speed and <laughs> they were filming my videos, my practice laps. And in the first or second session, I went into that, the first corner at BAPS and I blew the corner and almost backed it into the fence. So I think just the speed difference makes it a little more drivable, um, a little more racy, so I guess. I don't it know. almost feels like it fits like what you're saying. It sounds like it maybe just fits your driving style more. Like you're comfortable and just, I don't know, maybe just more. That's kind of how I, I might like I might like a free car. I, I I think I'm kind of more of a free kind of guy. I like to I like to be able to be slow and with the wheel, not jabbing at it or forcing it into anything. Um, although this year I've had a bad habit of burning up brake pads. Um, <laughs> I I it, I don't I mean I'm I think I use them a good bit, but at the same time I got to talking with uh, with a Jay Crowd over at over at uh, his own welding shop, and he does he gives me all my brake stuff and whatnot, but. I think I got a, I got an issue I got to work on, but I've been burning up brake pads. But other than that, I mean, I, I think I like a free car. I don't really like to fight it, so it could fall into my wheelhouse. I don't know. I mean, I have, I have what four four ten features under my belt now, so I'm sure, I'm sure as hell all not, of them. Yeah, sure as hell <laughs> so, not Freddie Raymer, or Brent Marks, or anybody like that. So, well, I, that takes time for sure. Uh, Chris, you're a stats guy, man. What do you got to break out here? I mean, nothing. I mean, he has, he has two career wins at Lincoln over what? two years. Two? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Do, does anyone remember or was there or seen the video of Brett's victory lane from his first one? I can say I have not been in any way connected to most Lincoln races in the last couple of years until getting into this circle of PA Posse racing stuff. Because I'm pretty sure the first one was pretty epic. Was it not, Brett? <laughs> uh, just maybe for me. The second one was pretty cool. The first one was was pretty cool for me because it was like, you know, it's the first one. It's one that you'll remember forever. I could probably remember every single lap of that deal. But um, that was 2020, correct? Uh, yeah, August 8th, 2020. And then your Damn, second one. Damn, got it out of the day. <laughs> and I, uh, I can tell you every. I, yeah, let's do it. Had, tell us about it. We had three original restarts. Two were for Reds. I was starting second beside Zach Allman every time I got to the corner first. We ran four laps, got a yellow. I forget what it was. I don't know. Somebody stopped on the front stretch or something. Ten laps. Then we got a red lap. Lap ten, we got a red flag. Uh, Zane Rudisil and I want to say like Matt Finley or somebody rolled over. He just laid it over on his side in uh, one and two. Um, and then we pushed off. There was oil down on the track. I had to run the oil in. 
for somebody i was down on the opposite corner but we ran the oil in and then we went back to racing and it was 10 laps to the finish because you know three of the eights only run 20 laps um three three lap 13 or whatever 14 i went into three and four i actually jumped the curb and almost put it in the fence well following corners uh doug hammaker threw a slider on me into one i i cut under him and then down into three i drove it into the bottom to protect from a slider and then i just changed my lineup for the rest of the race i went to the bottom of one and two and the top of three and four and that seemed to be the game changer i go back and look at the video and i was gapping i mean at the time i had no idea i was just like praying i was like oh man i just saw doug hammaker come across the nose <laughs> stay behind me please um but i changed my lineup a little bit and then i i knew coming to the white i took the white flag and i went into the one and two on the bottom behind the lap car going down the back stretch i knew i was going to win when i went into three and the lap car went to the bottom and i went to the top there was no way like you would have had to basically punt me to wreck me to, to take a win from me and i didn't know how close he was behind me it turns out he wasn't overly close but still i i drove it in there and it, on the on the top and came out you know Throwing my hand out the window, fired up, screaming. <laughs> so before the second race, I want to since clearly this this had an impact on you. The the cautions and the red flags. What are the nerves like as a guy trying to win his first sprint car race and repeat caution, red flag caution? It's it takes its toll because you know you can't mess up and. Um, we had we were fighting a stumbling issue for a while. I don't know what it was. We ended up figuring it out like months later. Um, like all my restarts, I'd, I'd go and the car would fall on its face and then it would finally pick up. So like, I'm like, okay, like I want to get a great start, but I know that I have to almost jump cause it's going to die and then it's going to pick back up. And maybe it was just me being relatively newer at the time, throwing a fuel switch. I, I, I don't know, but, um, it takes its toll. The second, the second win was a little better because we went 20 laps nonstop. I didn't have to worry about no restarts. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little nice, but I was, I, by the end of it, I was pretty spent. What made the second one special? I, I remember this one. I think I know. I think I remember, but what made the second one more spe- a little more special? You mean besides beating my brother for the win? Yeah, that, that <laughs> might be it. That might um, be it. That one was cool. Uh, that one, the first one was awesome. The second one might mean a little more to me, obviously, for that, but, but from the also in the same token that I won from sixth. You know, I don't want to be the guy that's starting first or second and, and winning that's the only way you're going to win um i think a lot of the 358 division it's been better in the last year or two i think fred's been doing a great job with the track surface um but in the last <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm yeah, sure that's what it was go, go back and uh, watch the video i don't think you let anybody know. <laughs> um, i remember this night and i wasn't as close to you as i am today but I didn't know who to root for because I'm like, either way, we win here, right? Strictly's yeah. gonna win. I I knew Jordan from. I actually sold Jordan a Camaro when I was a salesperson <laughs> at Apple Chevy. Like, oh, I don't even know how many years ago now. And I was like, are you related like, to the yep. other Stricklers? Like, you know, I, I didn't even know this. So, like, obviously, I knew Jordan's name for a long time and got to know you a little bit. But that night was a wild one because I'm like, man, Jordan hasn't won yet. Brett has a win. Like, but I mean. I, I'm not going to just move over out of his way and let him and give him one, you know, in <laughs> hindsight, it probably would have been cool if I would have ran blocker or whatever. But, um, the majority of that race, I, I went to the top of, uh, it was 20 laps, nonstop initial start. I went to the top and I remember going past St. Rudisil. I passed Tyler Esch. Uh, and then I went down the back stretch into three. I drove it in much harder than I normally do because when the car's got a full tank of fuel, I'm always a little nervous. Um, but I, I just throw it in there and I said, hey, it, it better stick. And it did. And I passed <laughs> Matt Finley and I could have got Zach Alvin, but I backed out of it just being smart. It was lap one. Um, went to the top of one and two. Just got a good run down the back stretch, cleared second then at, by the flag stand. And then it was lap four coming to lap five. I eventually just ran Jordan down. Well, coming coming out of four to four, I got 
wheel to wheel with them down the front stretch and then just sailed into the top and I, I just the car just backed up and hit the curb at the right point just kind of shot me out of the corner and that was pretty much all she wrote eventually i changed my lineup a little bit and but i mean that was pretty much it it was 20 laps non-stop and you know get out front and just kind of set sail run away and hide at that point did jordan um, at least come see you in victory lane we put both cars in victory both lane. Cars <laughs> in victory lane. never yeah, nose to nose i believe yeah i was pretty fired up yeah it was, it was pretty awesome. cool um yeah yeah, there's a couple pictures from that night that are floating around, either on my dad's page, my page, racing page, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a memorable night. I think it'll mean something for you know for many years to come to not only me, to, but but to my dad, to my mom, to Jordan, to see kind of uh, to see all of our efforts kind of come to fruition. Um, I'm sure it probably would have been a little sweeter if there was another Strickler in the in the the win column. Um, but, but for the time it, being, I'm coming. winning that. Yeah, I'm I'm winning that battle right now. I got two dads, got one, Jordan <laughs> got none. So I, saw, I just looked it up. He, he says it with such a grin, like that's just such a brother thing to do. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, we we go at each other all the time. Don't worry. How so, what's the age difference cool between guys... you two? Uh, I'm 26 and he's 23. He turns okay. 24 in April. So he should win a race this year. Be on pace with you, right? right. When you were 24, so. He's due. April hey. what? I have a birthday in April. He's almost an April Fool's baby, the second. I'm an April Fool's baby. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot, actually. It does, it does doesn't it? Does, it ex- does, explains so, so much. Yeah. Jimmy, I'd like, to, for, uh... I'd like to see Jordan get in a win column. he got to get him to run the curve a little bit. win the same night at 410 suite. That would oh, be pretty. Oh, yeah. I might, that I might retire. Oh. jay better be in victory lane that day. Yeah. Oh, man. I, if I'm allowed to be. We'll see. You, know? <laughs> you better break the fence down <laughs> go ahead jimmy well speak, speaking of 410s what's your plans for next year i mean you bumped up to the 410s now we're gonna see you at some bigger shows or you're just gonna kind of maybe run one track well, what's the plan uh as of right now i don't have anything set in stone i mean like i was listening to kyle's deal we're kind of waiting for schedules to come out and i did send you guys a chat when the, when this thing first started at the high limit and released their first three shows yes they're all the midwest so i mean it's not one of them, $50,000. Yeah, that's the first one. I think it's like Lakeside or yeah. something. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, my 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 dreams, obviously, to win 410 racing, you know, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a big show. It can be a local show. I really don't care. I mean, you can't take away the fact that I, go out, I went out and won in a 410 sprint car Absolutely. at one of the biggest tracks in the country, you know. Yeah, but um, we brought it up with Kyle, too. It's, just, it's the toughest local division yeah. in the world, probably, in sprint cars. We don't we don't really have anything set in stone. I, I'll tell you that I have my 410 motor. It's torn down. It's getting rebuilt by Jim over at Travis Racing Engines at his new place. Um, so I'll have that come March, April, whenever we decide the race. Um, I'm not coming out in February. That two-day icebreaker <laughs> show is nonsense. It's way too cold. I'm not doing it. Um, I do have my dad. My dad's the 58. My dad's. Um, he, we do have it, you know, built, and it's kind of just sitting here. So. Um, I don't know. You might see us run a little bit of both divisions. We'll see. Cool. I mean, it's obviously not. I mean, it's a lot of work for one or two guys to just keep turning motors back and forth in the middle of the year. But um, you never know. I mean, 358 puts up a couple of good shows when there was two grand to win, 15 grand to win, whatever, or 1,500 to win. <laughs> um, we might bounce around. I think the 358 gives us an opportunity to, if we try to go run with like the 360 somewhere, we might mix it around. Um, but no, the 410, the 410 is what I'm looking forward to, honestly. 
Uh, I was just going to ask what Billy Rocky just asked there. Are we going to see a Mark Strickler sighting in a, in a race? So game? there's a, there's some things going on. I don't know about that. Uh, I was not, it has not been a, com, a topic of conversation. I don't we, know nothing. I have the, the car that's sitting behind me here. If I point wherever I got a point here. The, the other way. That yeah. way. That's, that's my maxim. That's, uh, that's my maxim. That's my 410. That's my car. Dad's, I was running dad's triple X for a while. That's the one I pretty much destroyed <laughs> at the beginning of 2021. Um, and then scrambled to build this car. But uh, now we have we have two frames. You know, Jordan's also working on getting another one. So we're going to have we're going to have equipment. It's not like we're not going to have equipment to race. Um, but, you know, we're all we're all going to be tied down to, you know, our jobs and, and home lives and right, and sure. you know, the expenses of, of racing. You know, obviously it, it catches up to you after a while. And, and a lot of people don't understand that. And normally when my racing season ends, beginning of October, end of September, whatever it is, I don't touch my stuff till pretty much after hunting season. I'm, I'm, that's, that's just guy. me. I don't know. I mean, so you just got to take time away. Everybody's right. I don't know how, so I, I would love to do it one year just to say I've done it. But when you do 80, 85, 90 shows, like, like Danny Dietrich or Brent or Brad Sweet or, you know, some of these guys doing it, like how, like you got to get burnt out. There's, yeah. there's no way you don't. So it's, um, it's crazy seeing some of these guys. Not only are they doing that, but they're all going off over to Australia now. Like, what's your off season? What Thanksgiving? Well, like, uh, insane to see. I'd look at that as a vacation personally, because right. right. go but you're still going later, over right? and running. You know, but, you're going yeah. over, but I think like Brett said earlier, it's almost like you Australia. You're going over there to just drive Jump the car, stay sharp. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah you know, I look at a guy like Danny. You talked about that about the the amount of races he runs. He run, and then they have uh, races. U Sports Warehouse. He works on that car a lot, right? He, he's he's hands on with it. He's doing a lot. Like that's a busy guy, and I, I can imagine that would wear on you no matter what level, right? Like there's a lot going on there, and uh, between the shop and the track. So, um, I did have a uh, one other question. It's completely gone. So uh, I'll just move <laughs> on from that. Um, what do you who do you have to thank to help that thing go around? I mean, I saw Billy Rocky chime in there. Uh, we know Billy Rocky talking a little bit about what he does and. Um, who helps the car go around the track, man? Yeah, I mean, besides the guys that come to the shop and, you know, the guys that work on the crew, uh, work work crew for me, um, you know, we got a lot of great help in our corner, and I'm very thankful for it. Uh, two years ago, my first win, so that would have been 2020, we picked up Bronco Billy's Beef Jerky. Um, they're, uh, they're based out of Stony Point Snacks out of Littlestown, just a snack brand, ton of different jerky flavors they package for other brands they got their own little farm market up there in littlestown um they got they got a good they got good products so if you ever get a chance in rudder sheets rofo whatever it is grab a bag let me know what you think um and yeah like you mentioned rocky he's making some nice comments over here in the section over here um <laughs> him and uh tyler and darren and the guys up at uh, vengeance apparatus in anvil you know they've come on board this year uh, i think it's pretty special because kind of like how jokingly you and, and kyle were talking about i racing on here and how you guys kind of met like through i racing or whatever you know rocky and i kind of met through i racing so um we kind of developed a relationship over the year and i see you pointing back there. i can't see it but vengeance apparatus buddy yeah. it's there <laughs> and then I support. uh you know rocky transitioned to working for vengeant and you know they got to a place where they were comfortable that they wanted to get involved with something and and i think my relationship with rocky was just just happens to be there you know i'm i'm proud to have him on my 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 side and 
um, you know, we've had conversations about going forward next year. So I, I'm looking forward to continuing that relationship, both as friends, you know, and as sponsorship, business partners, whoever you want to look at it. I mean, more importantly, I got a friendship with the guy. So, um, you know, if racing ever goes away because it don't last forever, if a business falls through, you know, I'm still friends with the guy. And that's kind of where it's kind of where everything lies. So looking forward to having them back on the car. Um, and then we got a bunch of guys that it, it chip in here and there, like uh, Schaefer's Lawn Service. The shirt I'm rocking right here, I keep pointing the wrong way. It's got me mirrored. <laughs> um, Brian's been a content, uh, Brian's been a supporter of ours for many, many years, pretty much since we started this ordeal. He's helped my dad. He's supported my dad. Uh, and then he's always supported, you know, me, um, my brother, and and not even in just racing, in life in general, in sports, outside of outside of racing, life, you know, whatever it was, Brian's always been around, and so have his boys. So, um it's great to have that kind of support. Um, White Combs, you can see on the top of the wing there. Greg, uh, Greg's chipped in on, on our support side for for the last couple of years. Um, he's he's a good dude. He's he's definitely a goofy guy. If you ever get the chance to meet him, him and his family own White Combs Farm Market and and uh, greenhouse here in York. Uh, they got a ton of good stuff: bakery, greenhouse, all kinds of things. So, um, and then to flip on to Brian's son, Blake. Blake's come on and kind of given us his own support this year as Bennett Williams Commercial. Uh, Blake's decided to, to graciously help us. You know, And the, the, the beauty about some of these guys that are helping us is not only are they family and friends, you know, they become sponsors, but they don't they, they could care less essentially on what, what they look like on their car. And I'm not saying that like to downgrade or anything like that. They, they don't care. Like they just want to help us to help us us as people you know they don't they, they could care less if their name or if they're broadcasting themselves um and then a big one on the front and the uh, inside of the front i mean you can't see the inside of the top wing panel lrm masonry and might as well just say lrm masonry slash landon myers you know he's been <laughs> he's been in the last two years or so in, in our growing friendship i help him he helps me um I'm obviously younger than Landon, so he seems to he's got much more knowledge being in the family tree of bobby allen and logan and jacob um so he's he's helped me grow as a driver. He's helped me grow as a crew guy, uh, giving me opportunities to go crew with him, go on the road, help him, him come help me, you know, a little bit of everything. Uh, uh, and then just I'll rattle off your BAPS yep. paints, gives me paints for my cars. Um, that's why we always got some pretty sharp looking cars every year. Seneca IT Solutions for computer work. Uh, Hannah Cleaners has been washing our suits for years. Um, recently, Bob Ford, one of the owners at the time, just passed away. He used to, his son used to race with my dad. So um, rest uh, rest in peace to Bob. You know, we're, we'll miss him. And then uh, my power plants all come from Jimmy Travis. So hopefully we can uh, show that we got some speed and, and we'll attribute it to so a lot of our own efforts and the fact that Jim gives us a reliable motor. Um, you touched on Landon Meyer. Sorry, Jim, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. You touched on Landon a little bit, and I know you and Landon are close. And I, I got to meet Landon for, like, introduce myself to Landon for the first time this year. got to talk to him a little bit. And, you know, he, he just seems like a genuine, you know, uh, upfront, just a fun dude to be around, uh, friendly, open, you know, whatever. So that's a, that's a cool friendship. And, um I always root for Landon whenever he's on the track and, you know, getting into photography a little bit this year, make sure I get photos of his car for him and uh, just, just want to do, do good for good people. You know what I mean? Like I, I think uh, Landon's one of those guys and that's a cool little friendship you guys have. And he has some neat connections to the, to the industry a little bit and to help, help you. He's like, he's like that, 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 that player coach kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like he, he gets to drive a little bit, 
but he's also out there with connections to to something bigger than himself and mm -hmm. you know and and to help you along in your journey a little bit so that's a cool little friendship he's gonna have some good opportunities this coming year we've we've done some talking um you know he's he's gonna do a little racing i i won't reveal what he's got going on but he's got a ton of stuff coming uh so i'm looking forward to to being a part of his his racing year as well as him being a part of mine uh, and like you said he's a he's a good dude you know he's not a talker a lot of the time so yeah. when he gets to the racetrack he means business he's much like my dad uh where maybe I'll, I'll talk with you i'll chat with you a little more but um yeah he's he's a good guy especially when it comes to racing and helping me and then just outside of it in general helping people in life and and being generous and all that good stuff so yeah i look up to the guy glad i glad i got a good friendship there awesome a couple more questions for you and there's uh some rumors flying around here in the chat about a your paint scheme for 2023 blue and gold <laughs> card uh i haven't i've honestly given it no thought to be honest with you um i i don't know i i, I showed you guys before we actually launched this whole deal i brought down my little camo die cast i thought it would be cool to bring back some orange and camo from two three years ago there you go i, I don't know jordan and i kind of uh we don't really have like any set agreement and what we want to do we just we just kind of came up with the idea that like, okay, we're both running, you know, as Stricklers, you know, first year or two, we ran the camo car. We tried to flip a couple things and it just, you just couldn't tell them apart. So we changed the last two years. We went the same design, just color swapped it. And it seemed to work out. We might see something similar this year. I don't know. Um, I like, I like my orange. I'm, I personally like my black, white and orange. It's just, I just need a design or something to go along with it. So I, I kind of like like not to not to think yours is not cool because I love the contrast and the sharpness, but <laughs> that gold on Jordan's car, that reflective when it hits right, man, is that cool? Like <laughs> that's a it's subtle, but it's pretty cool. It was an absolute pain to letter, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that material that material does not stretch like this orange does. Yeah. What else I want to say do? you're asking him paint scheme questions, and he said he doesn't look at his stuff throughout their hunting season, which ended like two days ago, so he probably hadn't even thought about it yet. Uh, I mean, I've, when you're sitting by yourself staring at some right? trees in the woods, right? I mean, you gotta the mind wanders a little bit. That's so. probably how we got orange. All we saw was trees and orange in the woods. That's mm. probably it. White, blue, and gold. My brain went to. We've White, we've, we've honestly been camo. I can't for. Oh man, it's probably been since. Mm. Dad, Dad ran micros probably since I can remember eight ish yeah. something like that. Well, maybe not after 2008 because we had a rough year where he flipped a, a 600 and a 1,000 in the same night at the same track. Oh. Um, and oh. then came back out, then flipped a 1,000, but we won't talk about that. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah, we Dad, went we're camo. not going to bring that up. <laughs> we went camo after that in the micro, and then when he got the full-size car, it was kind of like it grew up. It just went camo to, to big camo car. One year, the only year that he had, he got a win in 2014, we, we did switch it for the sake of sponsors. It was something that they wanted, uh, and then we went back to, to camo again. So I don't know. You might see something different. You might see something the same. I, I that's not something I put a ton of thought into. We got a, I got a pretty good hookup to get my stuff done if I choose to do it through through Mr. Narber down here down the street, a family friend of ours. So, um, I, I got a pretty good deal. We'll see. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely have to keep an eye out for that. Did have two more quick questions for you. So you go into the Rutherford 19, and also, you know, you're talking about maybe potentially maybe running some 358 on top of the 410 next year. Is there anything from those experiences from running the Rutherford car and then jumping up from the 410s that like you can take back, like, you know, to what you're like, maybe something for 410s that you could take back to the 358 or maybe something from running with Rutherford that you could take back to the family team that maybe just opened your eyes to something or 
Well, in terms of like how we talked about going from a 358 to a 410, saying that the car was more drivable, I think the one thing you grasp when you're in a 410 sprint car is how fast everything happens around you. Like when you're racing at Lincoln, it's a three eighth mile track. You guys have all been there. You've all seen the racing stuff happens really quick. Well, it's, it's, it happens much quicker from the cockpit. Um, especially when you go from 358, 700 horsepower, whatever it is to 900 horsepower, 410. Now you've got all this speed. You're turning a second a lap faster or whatever. Um, to take it and go backwards, I think, is actually also a benefit. Um, that's why I see, like, uh, you saw Matt Campbell one night jump in Ron's 358 for, uh, because I think the, the the they had some motor issues in the 410, and, and Tyler's car was race ready. So they, it was the uh, one summer series race or whatever it was. Um, Matt got unrightfully disqualified, I think, for in his heat race for some weight rules. Um, and then they almost tried to do it to him again in the feature, but like that, he, he's got a ton of experience in a 410. You saw him go 24th all the way. Well, the Concy, he was like 15th to fourth and then the feature 24th to ninth. So, um, going back, no, nobody wants to go back, but when you do, I think like you see things much better. Like it, it kind of happens a little more in slow motion. Gotcha. Um, and then my other question, my final question was, what's the bigger win? Your 2020 win, your 2021 win, or being the first iRacing Piazzi <laughs> win at Lincoln Speedway? Because I, I that's a like bit that that's very me. that's very prestigious. It's uh, <laughs> you don't uh, have that, to lie here. He's not looking for any certain answer. 2020 no, and 2021. We'll leave, the, the... we'll leave the jury out on that one and make sure feel good. How's that? <laughs> I just like to win, man. I hope one day that we're not sitting back here picking which one's my best. We're talking about how the fact that I won 20, 25, 30 shows. Yeah. See, but you're still yeah. going to have your favorite. So, yeah. It's I, mean, hard I, think, I agree. You said earlier your first one is hard to beat that first one. That's got to be the hard, sweetest. Yeah. Yeah. And the same token, though, um, hard, hard to beat the second one where you go one, two with your brother. That's yeah. awesome. In, in any division, awesome. you know, whether you're running street stocks or sprint cars Doesn't or matter. late models, whatever, right. you go one, two with your brother at, you know, at a big venue like Lincoln Speedway in a full field plus like that. That means something, especially when you've been putting a lot of your own blood, sweat and tears into it. Um, dude, thanks for coming in, uh, joining us here. You know, this is a fairly new deal that we got going and we wanted if we're going to have first two guests, we wanted it to be you and Kyle. Um, we're close with you guys. We support what you do. Um, you know, we all pay our money to come watch you guys race and support. And if there weren't fans there, there wouldn't be racing. Right. So um, good luck to you in 2023. Um, can't wait to see you out there doing your thing, man. And, and um, you know, just look forward to, you know, more friendships and more good times and uh, hopefully more wins. And, you know, someday, like the, obviously the goal in racing is always that the next <laughs> win is the biggest win. I want you to have the next biggest win all the time. I have that feeling that this is the one over and over and over, just like all the guys we support. So and selfishly, um, I hope we're all there for it. Yeah. I wish, I, <laughs> that I too. A, a, well, a I, I can tell party. you one of my biggest goals in, in 410 racing, at least for the time that I have the ability to do so, you know, life, life short, things can happen in an instant. Absolutely. One of my biggest goals personally is that I want to go out and run Kings Royal week at Eldora. I don't care if I go out there and I get my doors blown off. I just, it's, it's hard to beat the fact that I, you, that you could say that you went out and did it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if, whether I go out and I win a race or I win a big race locally, like that'll be, that's kind of one of my end goals in racing is to 
kind of kind of experience different places and some of these big places that have all this fame and prestige i don't gotta go out and set the world on fire but i can win a million races here but if i have the experiences across the state or local states that's kind of what i want to see you make the commitment to go to the king's royal and you need help i'm committing to going with you <laughs> i will i will stand there and I, I, look like that, i know what i'm doing see, Brent, more than you know better, anybody if you go if you go next year fds would be there to help you yes. like that's oh, that's just no. a goal of mine so we'll see <laughs> um I, he even I, just said he said hell if you go. go out to eldora one year and if i can be there i'm buying you a tire all right there you go you got yeah. Get you ready to break know. out the, the pocketbook because I so think hopefully uh, there's tires to buy. <laughs> they, they, broke out, they broke out a new tire at PRI, and I heard rumor that they're yeah. going up price again. So we'll oh, see. Well, of course they are. Why but wouldn't they? Why you have they? to buy them within the year, next year, man. That's that's one of my end goals. Obviously, I want to win races, but I'd also like to experience some different stuff. So awesome. we'll see. That's awesome. Awesome, brother. Well, good luck to you. It's been awesome talking to you. I wish you the best of luck next year, and we we expect big things. So, have you back thank you for joining time us. Here. Yeah, I'll, for I'll sure. try, guys. I'll try. Hopefully, I can put on a good show like the one night uh, Chris and Jay Z were there. I think I ran third that one night. <laughs> Hell yeah, buddy. Oh, I was yeah. jumping around like an idiot. No one knew why I was <laughs> jumping around in the infield. <laughs> for like, like, what do you mean? Are you like the who won that so, night? I, so, I don't even know. Uh, uh, Campbell, Matt Campbell won. Right. They probably thought I was a Matt Campbell fan, which I'm not, I, I'm not that I'm not a Matt Campbell fan. I root for Ron and his team and his gig, but like. Jumping around the infield with yeah. like people were like, "What the hell? Like, is this guy's oh. an idiot with his camera running? Like, jumping around?" <laughs> you, like, they had I, no thought, idea. I, I was we all watching... excited. I was all excited internally, man. But when you ran those last 19 laps in a 410 sprint car nonstop, I was beat. I couldn't Worn breathe. Out. By the time was, was we rolled across the scales, I'm pretty sure that was the night Jay Z's like watching the Brent Marks All Star race on his phone. Oh yeah, in the infield. <laughs> like, it it I think night. we were in three and four that night. Yeah, weren't we, we, we yeah. were down there. So <laughs> there's a trend. Basically, yeah. guys do well in T2Ts there. That's what we uh, do. Hey, that's right. That's Show right. Up a little more often. That's not turn two for you guys, though. You guys still no, we only do turn two at port. Yeah. That's just okay. port. Only that's a port thing. I do want to run value. there. I would like to run there maybe once or twice this year. That's kind of another goal. So We will be in turn two. We'll wave at yes. you. You can ask Brett Perigo. We, yes. we do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll be right out yeah. there. <laughs> you can hear the intro. But yeah, awesome. Awesome, Brett, talking to you. Hope we yeah. do it again. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having Thanks, me. I look forward Appreciate to maybe it, chatting with you mid-season, end-season. Maybe no, who knows? Maybe we'll yeah, be having all the uh, season. We'll be finding uh, have hey. a, maybe we'll have some celebratory, uh, you know, adult beverages or oh, something. Oh, a- absolutely. Night. And when you win, <laughs> when you win in like May, whenever you decide to come out, just expect a text message from one of us or something to be coming on here to talk about <laughs> it. And also <laughs> expect your pit box to yeah. get. Like ransacked. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah if, we're, if we're there, we won't damage the car. But we'll... be flying, and we, we don't. Guess. We could we could finish twentieth on a random night, and we're still the last people to leave. Wait yeah. for us to win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You think Lincoln keeps you late now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait till Strickler right. wins a race. It was bad enough. Whatever what was that? What race that, Jimmy? We were there talking to Troy and Brett and whoever yeah, else was there. When, when we were Lincoln, turn the lights when, off. We when Lincoln is turning the lights the out, and they do that to us almost every week. They turn the lights out on us, and we have to walk through the infield. We're like, wow, like, we're we must be here late. <laughs> we're like lost at Lincoln Speedway because we were with Troy yeah. Wagaman and you and Ryan Smith and Jay-Z. And it was nuts. That was yeah. chaos. Yeah. Always great times, man. Thank you, Brett, for joining us. Have a happy holidays, and, and uh, we'll talk to you next year, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I'll chat with you sometime more recent here. In oh, yeah, Pos- for sure. Posse I-Racing sure. or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lincoln tomorrow night. I know you'll be there. Uh, oh, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, we do have Lincoln tomorrow night. I got work and <laughs> some overtime, so I got to pay the race car bills. That's yes, right. sir. Yeah, let's <laughs> do that.
Yeah. All right. Thank you. Take it easy, Brett. Thanks, bud. Brett Strickler, everybody.